Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the four-wheel drive podcast driven by Shelter. We're back, Ronnie, for what vehicle type is best. That was music by the Southern River Band, Let It Ride. The four-wheel drive podcast on Instagram and on YouTube. You'll find us over at Backchat. Mate, how you been? Good, mate. I've been, I've been very good. And today is a very, very important episode. I, I reckon possibly the most important episode if you're going to get into four-wheel driving. It's massive. There's, there's not much on my run sheet here, but um, the topic that we're covering, like I said, what vehicle type is best, it... it can go on forever super broad we're going super to touch broad. on the on the more important details but um before we get to that mate you've made a trip down to uh to our friends here at shelter yeah um, how'd yeah. you go down there yeah well um went down to Boston with the fam did a couple of wine tours and stuff it was a bit dusty in one of the days i gotta say as um, it should be <laughs> yeah that's it but we uh also made some time definitely for shelter like i've been there before and the food is absolutely fantastic. So um, to the chef down at Shelter, fantastic <laughs> job, mate. I loved it. Um, I was a bit incognito. Yeah. They didn't even know I was there. So I was kind of like a, you know, secretly testing like out what they had. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the food critic. It was bloody awesome. Um, had a had a few shelters as well. And yep. um, yeah, the, the back chat actually. It was the first time I tried the back chat view. Yeah, right. Good drop. Good drop. But the rest of the day was pretty much on the point fives because I was a... The driver. Very responsible. I yeah. like it. I like it. We're all about that here at uh, at the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. But um, yeah, great to see you got down there. I've, I'm yet to get down there. Have you been down, Jaden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have been down. Sorry, oh, I wasn't right. prepared for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have been there. down. Yeah, yeah um, cool. once. And I went to shelter and it was, yeah, amazing. As good as expected. It was great. It was great. Ronnie's described it perfectly. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, definitely get down there if you uh, have a chance, Duggo. I need to, yeah. Yeah, the point fives might be for me before the drive back up to Perth. But um, yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, well, yeah, if you are going to do that uh, big, long um, jetty walk, because I think it's on oh, one, of the, yeah. one of the biggest jetties around, right? Um, I don't know to stat on it, but if you're doing that, you're probably going to... Have you walked that? I have once before, but usually when I end up down there, it's pretty windy. Yeah, right. Imagine the reward, though, finishing that off and then just ducking the show for, for a, a meal. couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, enough about that. Um, let's get into this. So the first thing I want to touch on is is the, the basics because if you, you're looking to get into the four-wheel drive game, 
you're going to come across the all-wheel drive vehicles as well. So I, yeah. I think we should give everyone an explanation on what the difference is. Yeah, I mean, look, there's so many choices. Uh, this auto, manual, all-wheel drive, there's type, you know, we'll, we'll get into all that, all of that. But the all-wheel drive versus the four-wheel drive, that is a very good question because a lot of car manufacturers and a lot of salesmen play on the four-wheel drive badges on the back of a vehicle. Now, many SUVs aren't an actual four-wheel drive, although it says four-wheel drive. Some will say AWD, which is all-wheel drive, which can also be um, you know, misinterpreted as a four-wheel drive. Yep. But the main difference that um, I, f- I find that people um, don't understand uh, is the fact that an all-wheel drive just sends the power and torque to where it's needed. It's more of a safety thing. Is that all the time on, on it's road? All, yeah, it's like yep. constant four-wheel drive. Yep. And then you also have some four-wheel drives like the Land Cruiser 100, 200, they have constant all-wheel drive, but they also have a center locking diff. So that's that type. So they're like a full-time four-wheel drive, but to get actual four-wheel drive, you need to lock it in to four-wheel drive, which is the center lock. Right. Then you have the, the utes like your utes, uh, my Troopy, my other utes. They are a part-time four-wheel drive. So they're always two-wheel drive until you physically put it into four-wheel drive. Um, so the center, center locking diff or the transfer case will then force drive back and front 50%. Um, so that way it is split. So front and rear has the same amount of power yep. and the same amount of torque. That's what makes a four-wheel drive. Right. What are some examples of, of those all-wheel drives that you can get confused with a little bit? Uh, look, Subarus are generally all-wheel drives. So that can be a little bit confusing because they're called four-wheel drives. Look, some do actually have four-wheel drive as well. Um, and the RAV4, the new one, but the old RAV4 has four-wheel drive. However, now there is another label we've got to throw in there, and that is the soft rotor. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask you about this because I, in my head, the all-wheel drive is perfect for soft roading, but yes. now there's a soft rotor in the, in the mix. Well, there's also a four-wheel drive that is also a soft rotor. For example, I class uh, an X-Trail um, oh, yeah. as a soft rotor. My wife has one. Uh, it doesn't have low range, but it has four-wheel drive. Um, but limited four-wheel drive. And the same with the RAV4. Um, the old ones have uh, four-wheel drive, but it's, it's only high range. It's not low range. So with a low range, it gives you that ability to, to drive through like a boggy situation, sand, um, you know, really climb up a steep hill because generally speaking, in, a, in high range, on a really steep incline, you're just going to end up stalling the vehicle. Yep. So a lot, uh, what we're going to cover here is a lot of four-wheel drive. So I want to keep touching on that all-wheel drive a little bit. What's if you're going to buy an all-wheel drive, what is the sort of driving that you're probably looking at doing? To be honest, uh, an all-wheel drive can do, I would say, as a broad statement, 75 to yeah, 85% right. of four-wheel driving. It's going to pretty much go anywhere. Look, if you go to the dunes, you'll be right, but you've got to keep up the momentum. As soon as you get stuck, you are going to be stuck. With a four-wheel drive, providing you have the right tyre pressure, if you get stuck, you can put it into low range and then maybe get out. However, that said, a, an all-wheel drive with, the, with a good driver, the right tyre pressure can actually get further than a four-wheel drive in low range with the bad tyre pressure or possibly a bad four-wheel driver. Yeah, okay. Yep. So there's, there's a, you know, horses for courses, but what you wouldn't take a soft rotor on are like gnarly hills or, or you know, up in the Kimberley with some really rocky stuff, really remote stuff or a lot of corrugations yep. because a soft rotor, they're, not, they're designed for the city, whereas a Land Cruiser or say even like a, a ute like yours, like a Ranger, they're built a bit more tough. They're 
made for work, they're made for work sites, uh, made for the mines, particularly Ford Rangers, Hiluxes. Um, they're all they're made to last yep. those harsher conditions, although in the mines nothing lasts more than 100,000 Ks. Yeah. Yep. Is there – can you change like tyre size and stuff on an all-wheel drive? Like are you putting different tyres on them or yeah. is that – is there a possibility for that? Oh, yeah, there definitely is. But I think um, where where the limitations come in are the parts that are available. So for a lot of vehicles, like say for instance, again, let's go to Ranger and Hilux. They're so vastly available all around the world, yep. especially in particular in Australia. So lift kits from all manufacturers are available for either of those vehicles. But if you took uh, a Kia or something like that, there'll be very limited stuff available for it yeah um, same with the subaru although you can do it but you really got to get into those forums and into those facebook groups of subaru owners yep. and and get all the information from the very knowledgeable people who are just like like nutters they're right yep. into it you know yep. like a land cruiser nutter or a defender nutter yeah yeah defender nutters are particularly nutters but <laughs> <laughs> but so so yeah. true be honest <laughs> yeah yeah well that's at least you put your hand up um yeah it'd be cool to actually see some um <laughs> Some of those soft rotors or the all-wheel drives that people have gone out to... I know we're, we're talking about you off the factory floor a little bit here, mm. but if there's anyone out there, send them in because I'd love to see a few of of what people have come up with um, for yeah. those soft rotors. Because like you say, the right driver in the in the driver's seat and tyre pressures and all this, if you're going to have a car that's going to get you around the city nice and easy, easy to park, but then you want to hit the dunes on a on a weekend and have some fun, then... You maybe don't have to go out and spend seventy, eighty, no, eighty thousand yeah. dollars on on a, a brand new Ute. Yeah, totally agree. Totally so agree. It'd be, it'd be cool to see some of those sent through if yeah. you can, please. I've seen all kinds of weird stuff at the Lancelot Sand Dunes. To be honest, I saw some uh, higher cars there once. Oh yeah, and the no sure, birds. Yeah, the no birds. <laughs> and I think they were I twenties or maybe I thirties. You know the Hyundai's. Yeah. Um, wife used to have one of those. Ziffy cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good fun to get around in. Great for the city. Great for the suburbs. Not not at Lancelot. Uh, these these were tourists and they didn't understand that, you know, you can't just take a car freaking yeah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> They're driving down on the hard packed sand. So they got actually got pretty far in. And then just before we get to the beach, we spotted them. They were both stuck. We managed to push them out by hand because we didn't want to put any recovery thing yeah. on it because otherwise we're liable to damage the car. Yep. Told them which way to go. They went and then for some reason I turned towards the beach and I was like, you know what? I've done my thing. I've helped them out. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just um take the advice there people um if only they knew who you were that would have that might have helped them <laughs> um, still didn't listen mate <laughs> <laughs> hey um that's enough on on the all-wheel drive stuff i want to get into our touring four-wheel driving whatever you want to call it vehicles well, i want to get jade involved too because i want to touch on on everything that we've got so ute wagon troopy style truck yeah, there's a lot of choice there. There's a lot of choice there. Um, start talking about sure um, the different reasons. So I think the way people get into four-wheel driving, generally speaking, is either they have a work ute and they want to get into four-wheel driving because uh, they have the vehicle already. It might be the boss's car and they get permission, maybe sometimes not. And then they go four-wheel driving and get right into it. Yep. Others will have the, the city wagon, but don't realize the capability of say a Prado or, or mm. Ford Everest or I know I keep talking about Toyota and Ford, but those are the most sold pe- vehicles and you know, that's what most people have yep. uh, or Pajeros even. So they're very capable vehicles and 
you know, if you already own them and a lot of people buy them just for city driving, well, they'll head off and go full driving. So I think the people that own those cars don't think about buying that particular vehicle just for full driving. But once they get into full driving, that's when they want to make a choice. But what I see and find is that people have a ute, their mind goes to the ute. They don't think outside the box most yep. of the time. So they want to do this ute up. However, a wagon may actually suit them better. So the message I like to get across is if you have a work ute and you're getting into full driving and you want to do up that ute, maybe have a think about the wagon. Yep. Vice versa as well. Because certain things suit people in different ways and you're honestly not going to know until you actually do it. Yep. But there are some things that, you know, yeah, are going I'm, to help you. I'm, yeah. we're, we're, what vehicle type is best is going to be so different to... It to is. everyone's situation. But I suppose in, in terms of the Ute and the Troopy, which you own both of at the moment currently, yep. what's the, the pros and cons? And, and I know we've spoken a little bit about it, but the the Tourer, the dedicated Tourer, the, like, where does it all fit in? Sure. Um, so with Tourers, dedicated Tourers, Weekend Warriors and the family car. Um, it's a great breakdown. I mean, those are, those <laughs> are the categories. That's, that's the four of them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so we'll start with the family car. Family car, you have a car. Uh, it's an SUV, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Let's go to the dunes. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to Vic High Country. Let's go wherever and just, you know, um, start, start, you know, slow, easy, and then from there, progress as you learn. The Weekend Warrior, that's the person who, you know, usually like, like a young fella. Yep. Um, you know, who wants to just go out and camp with mates, you know, generally speaking, a ute or a wagon, doesn't really matter. Um, it's the weekend that they kind of set it up for the weekends. They enjoy the outdoors, whether they're dirt biking or kayaking or whatever it is. And then the tourer, I find that the tourers, there's two different types of tourer. So a normal touring vehicle is something that has a fridge, dedicated fridge and suspension, tires, bull bar, comms, maybe some driving lights set up to tow something. Yeah. They're great options for people who have families of like, you know, maybe five occupants, maybe even more than that because the camper trailer or caravan can cater their needs for the camping. But the dedicated tourer, you can only really do that with four people, no more, yep. I reckon, because the whole vehicle is the vessel that they're using to, to sleep, cook, do everything else in as well. So to do that, you kind of, like my troopy, I'll, I'll just chuck that in, um, four-seater rooftop tent or conversion so me and the wife can sleep in that yep. and then we'll throw a swag on top and the kids can stay in that we could do a one-week trip with the supplies we have but no more than that yeah okay however if i went on my own i could go three weeks four weeks yep because it's only one occupant to worry about yeah right yeah what's the limitations Jaden, with your 76 wagon what do you find um I guess when you're comparing it to a troopy space, yeah, obviously a troopy's got more. The there's knock, yeah, there's not it? much you can do about that. Yeah. Same with a wagon as well. Like being able to put, uh, sorry, you being able to put stuff in the back. Yeah. Um, but I think if you if you plan what you're going to put in your car, you really plan what you're going to be setting up. You know, you can get drawers and stuff in the back. Um, I don't really find that I've got too many limitations. Yeah. Um, I had to get a rear bar to put the spare tire on because I've got 35s on it. They don't fit on the um, standard wheel mount on the yeah, back right of the door. Right. So I had to get a rear bar, um, obviously, because I've got a rooftop tent as well. Throwing 35s on top of a rooftop tent is 
Probably fucking hard work, mate. I'll yeah. tell you that much. It's <laughs> fucking hard work, you know. Um, also, so, it's yeah, top heavy. Put a crane it's, on top, it's fucking heavy, mate. Getting it up there, yeah. It's definitely a two-person yeah. job. And it's, I don't feel comfortable having it up there either. So rear bar, um, yeah. if you're getting a wagon, rear bar. And you're, you're planning on putting 35s on it as well. Yeah, I think right rear bar is definitely something that you need to plan for because um, it's, it's going to be a necessity. Yep. I, um, I think with the when you're thinking to a, is it a family or is it just yourself and your partner because then the wagon if you've got two people sitting in the back of that now you're yeah. starting to use up a lot of that space that you once had maybe to throw some, some chairs on the on the back seats and stuff like that that's so, right there's a lot less real estate yeah yeah so yeah. I think like we're we're chopping and changing a little bit here but you know two you people yeah. you can almost bring the car further this way you know it's a shorter wheelbase the 76 yeah. you can have a little bit less space but the, the more people you're packing in yeah you need you just need more space it's just yeah well it's, it's kind of like say say uh take the the troopy um versus the voice beyond's uh wagon <laughs> if if Jaden is going by himself or even even with, with his partner well that's two people he'll be able to start from the back seats back to fill all that up if i go away and i've got the kids in the back and a partner in the front, all of a sudden I've only got that much space to play with. So Jaden will actually have more space. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's an interesting thing. Um you know what I forgot to? Dogs. Oh, yeah. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's a big dogs are a big one, yeah, like definitely. What yeah. you're gonna go with because my dogs struggle to fit in the back of mine at the moment. but I have got the Ute, I can still put them in the back. But if I want to stock the back up with a lot of stuff, then I've got to have the dogs on the back seats, which now there's fur gun everywhere and it, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's another one to think about when you're, when you're choosing between Definitely. the different types of forward well, drives. It's interesting you brought up the dogs because uh, I went away last weekend to my sister's place. Uh, she lives out at Kadoo, which is, you know, out past Wongan Hills and that. They've got a farm out there. So went out there and before we went, uh, I've done, done a troopy fit out. So I've done the kitchen on one side, the fridge on the other. So I had this narrow... Uh, walkway which you saw just before yep. so it's quite narrow uh, and I have a 52 kilo Ridgeback and 52 kilo uh, she's, she's a big girl <laughs> <laughs> and, and my daughter was adamant that that dog's coming with us <laughs> me, me and the missus are like nah it's not going to happen but then lo and behold we're inside packing everything and she's got the bloody dog in the back <laughs> and I said can she turn around oh yeah she turned around it turns out to be total bullshit. Um, so, 52 kilo dog in the middle of that passage row. Um, but she, she loved it. Made so, it yeah. Yeah, two and a half hours sitting there, two and a half hours back. No Fine. complaints. No complaints. Good dog. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that, is, that is another one to think about, the dogs, which is... Um, I feel like everyone's got dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> just make sure that comes into yeah, the Yeah, definitely want to think about it. I think another one as well that I didn't mention, just leg room in the back. If yeah. you're traveling with more... Uh, more than two people as well. Leg yep. room in the back of those 70 series, um, 76 at least, is just horrendous. Yeah, okay. Like you're going to yeah. have a hard time. You will have a hard time. If you're a grown adult, yep. you're going to have a hard time in the back of there. So, or a teenager. Yeah, or a teenager. Yeah. Just, what, I mean, even a child was going to have a bad time with leg room back there. That's how bad it is. It's, yeah, it's, right it's pretty shallow. What about when you fit out like, because a lot of the, the knocks on the Land Cruiser's the 70 series seat, uh, the seats and you, oh, you get the, the aftermarket seats put in, then I think they almost set you back a little bit more, don't they, with room in the back? They do, actually. Yeah. They do. 
Um, but but what we do as 70 series owners put those flashy seats in we move them forward and go no there's heaps of room <laughs> yeah and then you're chewing your knees so. <laughs> but really there, there isn't like you know my daughter's pretty tall my eldest daughter so um, she would not like to sit in the back of the 79 anymore yep it's just not enough room but she um, she she fits good in the front seat obviously And but in the troop you've actually got more room yeah right it's bizarre you know it's a short of well it's actually not even a short vehicle but you know it's it's seen as a two-seater but yep. actually got more room for the kids in the back yeah right yep well i suppose once you've gone and had over three kids and you can't physically fit in a yes in a uh four-wheel drive anymore we've got trucks to and i was saying if you have four kids you got to get a unimog but the <laughs> the different types of of touring trucks as well that there are out there yeah. and they're starting to see like i'm on youtube i think of the outfit in their unimog and they've just just, just had a bubs and they you know they're living out of this thing full time basically, and it's an awesome, awesome setup. Are it's they coming a cool a li- rig. becoming a little bit more popular? The the trucks. I, I think they are. Like I think they're becoming more popular in Australia, but they're very popular overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, like um, heaps of um, heaps of people travel Europe and America and stuff in them, or through Asia, Middle East, yeah, right. Africa. There's a lot of those getting around, but it's really you're really starting to see more. In Australia, yeah, you didn't really see that before. It's just all Land Cruisers, patrols, and um, yeah, some Rangers. Is that yeah. <laughs> is that because the the price of the some of the four wheel drives and maybe through COVID a little bit as well? I think it's a skyrocketed. So if you yeah. like, I don't know. What the, I'm sure the trucks still cost more, but is it almost like you, you can go and spend say two hundred on a truck? I don't know what the I don't don't know what the numbers are you spend 200 on a truck but 100 on a land cruise but you're getting all of this like there's so much extra space you you're running these big things on there you yeah it's it's interesting i think it's more because you know the um the frontline machinery they get all the stuff from from the australian army defense force and they auction it a lot of those unimogs have come out in recent decade or whatever right and those you can pick up for a really good price, but they're oh, yeah. very basic. Then you got to get them registered. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a process. I bought a trailer, which it was a bit of a process to get it registered, just a trailer. But so a lot of these people will buy those Unimogs because um, they come across as if they're millionaires and they have a lot of money. But really, most of these people, they're just they're just putting all their heart and soul in and, and doing farming work, whatever they have to yeah. do so they can keep traveling. I love that. To keep maintaining these yeah. vehicles. And really, that, that in reality, they have probably got less money than, um, you know, the average person yep. who's working. So, I mean, they are working, but these vehicles, they're probably picking up for like between eighteen to 28000 And then they oh, are- Oh, those they're, Unimogs? Yeah, yeah. And really? then they're, they're building them up. Jeez, I've got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it depends. Like some people import them from Germany. Those vehicles cost a shitload, like a shit ton. Yeah, okay. Um, there was one guy, it's called the Doomsday Truck episode. I can't remember what it was, a modified. Um, he, he had this X-Fire uh, Unimog huge this thing i think he sold it for 350 400 grand this thing was huge yeah right that was worth a lot and i think what happens is those unimogs make all the other unimogs look super expensive yeah okay yep they're super expensive to run that's one thing i can confirm yeah interviewing some of these people and you know um the the wheels alone and the tires are huge yep and and you know they need like a almost like a crane to move them around and, and all that as well but <laughs> so getting one's all good and well but then you got to 
yeah. like the cost of actually fitting them out to, yes. to tour. Yeah, it, is, it, it comes out of yep. cost. And a lot of them, I mean, you can just build a shipping container and put it on the back of it. That's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I've just searched up the um, the Isuzu N-Series, the MPS. Um, I typed in MPS 300. I don't know if that's the actual thing. I'm on truck sales now, by the way. <laughs> I just, I'm not like exclusively car sales. I'm, I'm on bike sales, truck sales, all of it. But check that out. That's a 2023 model, brand new truck for 160 grand. So that that's obviously in Australia already, and and yeah. a brand new truck. But like that's not much more than that that's not the, much uh, more than a oh yeah. Viewers. Which way is that? Yeah, there. No, you got it there. That's not much more than a Ram. Just check your um, search browser in case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, can you delete that, Jaden? Um, <laughs> um, but that that is an awesome like, and I've seen a couple yeah. of these online too kitted out that is an awesome vehicle like, well, how much are they going for like, so, like kitted kitted yeah i'm scrolling through there's a lot of like tippers and like they've kitted them out yeah. with like fire trucks and stuff i'll Cause here's, like, here's one like, here's one a 2023 model and that's got your tires your bar on it already and it's got a flatbed tray ready to put whatever you want on it that's at 163 so if you find one that's five or six years old might have done a hundred thousand k's but it's got a <laughs> i'll find one Give me to the end of the show. I'll find one. I get the feeling <laughs> you that, keep uh, talking, and I'll find I, this. I get the feeling. Yeah, I think we have got a new segment there, boys. <laughs> well, next time we see Dago, there'll, there'll be his ranger in the back of a, yeah. one of his trucks. <laughs> I won't be living around the corner anymore. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be living in the hill somewhere. Yeah, Here we go. Oh, actually, this is this is going to hurt. This is a brand new truck, though. All, all ready to go. Two hundred and sixty. Two hundred and sixty. That's you that's know, that's ready to go though. Like that's set up like that. Oh wow. Well, okay. Let's put this into perspective. You could buy a 200 series Land Cruiser fully decked out for, you know, somewhere around 150 to $180,000. You're not going to get it much cheaper than that, right? That's like one that's fully decked out. Then you've got to add a caravan to have the same accommodation as that. Yeah. So if you went to go for that, you wouldn't need a $100,000 caravan or a $50,000 caravan. You could go that truck and you've got <laughs> this, everything this you need. This is incredible. Yeah. And then you could get your little RAV4 and tow it behind yes, it. Yes. That's the, yep. That is the go. This is unreal. Yeah. 260, I don't have it, but... Retirement plan in that, place. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah, so that's that's the other one, I suppose, that is starting to become a little bit more popular as well is is that style of travel, which I think is really cool to just see a little bit at, through YouTube and stuff at the moment. It's um, for sure. some awesome stuff out there. There's also the Canter. I mean, that's that's a reasonably price. Yeah, Mitsubishi yeah. Canter. Um, yeah. Well, actually, he did an interview with with a guy who had one, uh, and he done he put an LS motor in it, and that thing was oh, just that geez. thing was just lighting up. Eh? It was it was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, look, vehicle choice. I just want to go back to the the Ute and wagon because, as a broad statement, uh, if people are trying to work out what they should go for and they don't really know and they're sitting on the fence, if you want to, um, we'll see if the voice behind agrees here, but. I find that a wagon would be a cheaper and more affordable option rather than a ute because a ute, the tray's open or yep. you need to build a canopy, blah, 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 blah. Yep. That's going to add up a lot of cost. With a, with a wagon, it's already there. It's already lockable. You can throw all your stuff in it. It's safe. It's secure. Yep. You can have five occupants, almost like even seven occupants yeah. in some cases and it's lockable. And all you need to do is put a set of drawers in and a fridge. Off you go. Yep. Uh, and something you might be impressed with when you touched on if you have you know what if you have more than three or three kids or something um there's a y63 you know the new patrol yeah the the boot space on those if it's a seven seater 
actually, yeah, I think he had four kids maybe. He had that much space at the back <laughs> and then one spare seat. And in that space, he was able to do a four-day tag along on the Holland track, um, pregnant wife and all these kids. Wow. And they had as much fun as everyone else, but he was utilizing every square inch of that roof rack and oh, he was yeah. using a yep. tent because a tent versus swag is a, is a big difference. Yeah, you know? good call. But yep. he still had to have all the mattresses, yep. you know. So, what did, um, what's that, Jaden? <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about this later when oh, we get gosh. to the when we bring Shock the fire pit out. Oh, okay, is don't worry. Right? We'll, we'll we'll bring this out. I was going to say because that was I was like this is almost a little daddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. Let's not yeah. tease anyone okay. yet. But when we get to the fire pit, no you guys worries. are going to want to switch to YouTube if you're not there already because yeah, okay. there's some good images. Oh, cool, because that's there's there is something else I want to touch on before we get to whatever that is. <laughs> but um, is is auto v manual. So oh, yeah, yeah. it's whatever you've got, you know, All you've right. made your choice, but um, yeah. it's it, you can save yourself a few bucks going manual, but... All right, well, um, I'm going to apologise in advance to all Gen Y people who are listening or watching. Um, just, you know, you, you guys don't know how to get a manual licence anymore, so it's... it's nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, kidding, I'm can kidding. I just put my hand up, actually? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really want to bring this up on this, especially with you guys around, but I actually don't have my manual licence. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah, Dargo well, doesn't have a manual license. I, I, I actually, I thought I'd thing? just get out in front of this because I knew it would pop up somewhere. And I've actually oh. been, I've been when I, when I came on board with the the four drive podcast, I was like, oh, maybe I should just quickly go and get my manual license before I jump on this. We found his kryptonite manual. Yeah. <laughs> so I can drive, I can drive a manual, but the way that it was um, done in Victoria, so getting across from Victoria to WA. Um, oh. you, yeah once you got off your P's in Victoria you're open open slather you can drive whatever yeah. you want but over here if you, you didn't do that then you had to um, so I didn't learn in the manual mum and dad just didn't have manual cars at the time and then um, yeah got over here learning in an auto so I had to get an auto P's in Victoria and then got to here and you have to physically go and get it changed even once you're off your P's oh really so that's yeah so I'm just putting that out there for everyone to know I don't Ooh. have my manual license is this a cover story no yeah <laughs> yeah test me test no, me if you want I mean, I'll, I'll take either of your cars for a oh yeah a see this is what it's all about isn't it you're <laughs> um, trying to get into the 70 series that's yeah, what it is grind yeah. it till you find it yeah. eh? yeah. <laughs> I can't say it'll come back in one piece but well, um, I've got a big heavy heavy duty clutch so we'll, we'll see yeah we'll uh, see we'll, we'll, we'll test that out test. one day just to, a, but yeah. I just wanted to tell everyone before sorry I cut yeah. in there but I just wanted to get that out there I've because I'm yeah, that guy. I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm showing my age here too, you know. <laughs> I, I remember sitting with a hydraulic clutch in my XD Falcon and I had a left calf <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger and my other calf was like someone who'd never been, never seen a gym. <laughs> you know, that that was the struggles of driving to work. You know, this is before we had the freeway extension in Perth and all that. It was a fucking nightmare, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had a story like that to tell, but I just don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, Auto V manual. You Auto V manual. Look, um, uh, Auto is definitely a lot easier to, to drive uh, off-road. It's, it's kind of, you know, it makes things simple. However, should something go wrong or like even if you need to tow the vehicle, you need to recover a vehicle that can't drive, you need to understand that you need to then remove the prop shafts and things like that because the automatic gearbox does not like to be towed yep. uh, regardless if it's a neutral. Um, definitely don't do it in drive <laughs> or park. <laughs> yeah. uh, a manual vehicle 
can be fixed. And if you, you, you grind a gear too much, you still have a few more gears, hopefully, that you can still use, yep. um, depending on where you damage the gearbox. Uh, I've managed to fix one Ranger that was a manual on a, on a uh, big tag on trip across the Baxter, enough to get her out. So that, that was lucky. Had it been auto, it would have been a struggle because yep. it actually uh, went pear-shaped within the dunes oh, right of Bill Bunya. And oh, I was so glad that was a manual. Um, but look, uh, I had a manual Hilux. Tell you what, nice to drive. Yeah, right. Very nice to drive. Look, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about stick shift, but uh, you, you can't argue with an auto, especially if you're using it as a daily. I would rather have an auto as a daily. Yeah, okay. But yeah. off-roading, I just I just like, you know, the, the manual locking hubs. I've got to get out of my car and lock my car into four-wheel drive. I've got levers and that's what I prefer. Yep. But I guess it's just old school. But autos are fine. Yeah. I feel like manual's the real deal though. Like, and I'm not a manual driver, yeah. but it's just... It'll put a few extra hairs it in It does, chest. I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, that's good insight. This is the four-wheel drive podcast driven by Shelter. I'm Liam Duggan, Ronnie Dale, and I can't drive a manual. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah fire beautiful sound you know i'm imagining it getting warmer <laughs> yeah it's not quite though um but you know what that means it's around the fire pit yeah this favorite is, time this is the time where we throw it to our uh, voice from the sky the voice from beyond the full drive guy which he doesn't like um you can just call me whatever you want yeah i'll Dugger, show the laptop it's, for it's you. fine just mate we'll um, We'll jump into this <laughs> one. A we've a got a um, we've got a few images to show. Great. Uh, first one coming up on the screen now. Uh, if you if you just listen to this in a podcast, you're gonna be, you're gonna be missing out a little bit. But we'll try and explain it. This first one is a it's one from me. It's one I've spotted in the wild. Um, <laughs> and hopefully this guy's listened to the Four Wheel Drive podcast. But this is a Toyota Corolla with what I believe he told me was a two-inch lift and all-terrain tyres on. No way. Yep. Um, all-terrain tyres on, little awning on the side and a roof rack. And it is, in my opinion, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, so I hope I did a good job explaining that for everyone who can't see it. But it's basically a lifted Toyota Corolla with, they might even be muddies on. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're actually they look, muddies they on. Aggressive. It's they're very, very aggressive. blue colour as well. It's um yeah that might just be the image it's it's a green oh is it it's oh, a green right. color like um yeah a okay. darker green color just for context where was this parked so yeah this is in <laughs> WA this is in Perth this is in Wangara this is outside a um a hose fitting shop right um and if he does listen to it I'm I'm sure he'll know what he's know know who it, who, yeah, is, who he is yeah. um he there's there can't be many many of these no it's incredible um but yeah he's he's he said he's taken it to some to some places Absolutely. like he's 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 had a he's had a bash with it i don't think we can really call that's can't really call that a soft rotor no, yeah that's, that's, that's just, yeah i'll call that a sleeper you, you know like <laughs> yeah, you get those yeah the shows where they're racing cars and then they have the sleeper car they have like three the, sleeper cars versus like a supercar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a sleeper full drive. This this guy will probably show up someone in a in a patrol or a seventy, and it'll yeah. be like we'll park our three cars yeah. up, and then this thing will roll in under us. Yeah, odds on this guy getting uh, bogged at Wyman Park, guys. Uh, no one ever gets bogged there, mate. No, no one ever gets bogged <laughs> yeah. at Wyman Park. Just just the voice of, voice beyond. I heard. That's a great. That's one. Um, that's a yeah. Not sure what's going on there, boys. Maybe we'll get into that one in a later episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to touch on that. Thanks. <laughs> are you holding your phone while you're driving there, or are you parked? <laughs> no, I'm I'm parked there. Good answer. I'm parked there. 
um, yeah, but that was like, yeah. Oh, I like went that. into the host shop and he was like, we we're having a chat, and he saw he obviously saw my car when I parked out uh, out the front, um, and he's like, nice car, mate. And I was like, yeah, got muddies on it. He's like, oh, I've got muddies <laughs> on on my crawler. And I was like, you got you got you got what? <laughs> so, yeah, I got I, I got muddies on. It. I don't know. I was like, I, I thought I'd heard him wrong. Went outside. He's like, go outside, have a look at it. Awning, muddies, two inch lift. Yeah. Like he's just he's gone all that on this little. That's cool. Almost a daily Love car, it. isn't respect. it? Yeah. I'll, I'll take my hat off to that if yep. I was wearing one. Yep. <laughs> Imaginary hat. I'll tip my hat to that. <laughs> um, so the next image we've got, so we'll get this one up. This one's in from uh, one of our one of our listeners. He sent it in on. on wow. Yeah, this is a police car bogged about what. What would you say that is? Like five meters from from the uh, not far from the water. Oh, line, yeah, from, yeah. The, from the water. I wonder what the right radio the code is for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's chasing who? But that is yeah. That's I'm assuming a bit like the actually I can't assume in here. There's a cop car on the beach, so who knows what the reason to be that it's down there? But yeah, I'm I'm impressed they got it that far because it looks pretty far yeah. onto the beach. But it looks like they're getting a bit of help. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna dig into this too much yeah no, <laughs> I'd love some answers around that the, the boys in blue almost ended up in the blue by the looks of things <laughs> yeah this is almost one of those ones where um, I know we were talking about it earlier with all wheel drives where you have to get a bit of speed it's almost <laughs> like they were coming in there very yeah, quick and this is as far as they've got like they've, they're chasing someone aren't they yeah, yeah. It's a, oh, it's just, I, I wonder if I wonder if the guy or lady they apprehended is sitting in the back at the moment handcuffed and they're trying to get yeah, the car out. Yeah, trying to get out. That's what I'm picturing. I'd right help now. you if I wasn't handcuffed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll try and find out who who sent that in. Um, and yeah, I'll come I'd love back some to context it. around. Yeah, that. I'd love to get a little yeah. bit of, a little bit more information on it because um, <laughs> that is absolute. Just it looks like there's another content. Um, like a sedan or something. Oh, actually, it could be a 200. The edge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side profile of that. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Interesting. That is just. I wonder yeah. how they got it I, out. I can't even begin to guess about that one. <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. So we'll move on from this one, but I'll, I'll come back to it with whoever, yeah, who, who with who sent it in. I have a quick look, but the next one here, Dugo, maybe you can do a bit of explaining oh, yeah. on this one. Yeah, that's me um, next to my mate's Hilux there. Oh, were you trying to drive a manual? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even a manual. That thing. <laughs> um, the to- the the uh, the vehicle that we tried to recover it with though was the seventy six. I wasn't allowed to drive that. Um, but yeah, my mate's car. We were out at Wilbinga, just a little just punch up there one morning, just for a bit of fun, and then soft my, sand. Yeah, this. So my mate saying true. That's his Hilux. He big. He's a big fan of the show. Um, he'd be happy he gets a mention. But yeah, our other mate um, Jamo dug him in. So he actually, Zane went for a swim and then Jamo, whilst he was in the water, just decided to just dig his right tyre in and, and bogged him basically oh. as he was just sitting there. So he's just digging, he digging just dug, under the tyre so He just dug so under sinking. that tyre and, and sunk him down. Right, um, what a place to do it because that place is soft as... I know, yeah, it's not like we needed any help to get bogged <laughs> there. And then as the day just kept getting warmer and warmer, yeah. it just kept getting harder and harder to actually... Oh, is this summer? This is summer, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. then... Yeah, that was the start of a, um, a a fun day, but we, yeah, I went down a few times that day. Just Wilbinga on on the actual beach at Wilbinga is is pretty soft, as you know. So to paint the story, you went for a swim because it was hot, and then yep. you, you guys come out and you got to then and he's bogged down to the chassis, and then tried to get out forward, and we just kept going further and further. Then Jamo's tried to tow him out with the seventy six. He's going down too. Oh, um, no. 
yeah, it was a bit of a process. And then I ended up just trying to take off. I, I was parked sort of to the left of where I am there. And um, I've tried to take off. I'm, I'm going down to like max tracks down and I went yeah it was just a start Jamo just stuffed us up for the rest of the day and it was that hot that you you went for a swim but you come straight back out you just you're dripping in sweat again almost it was just one of those days but it, it was good fun it's, yeah. yeah it's it's not fun at the time when you it's stinking yeah. hot and you're trying to recover a car yeah we got some good we got some good uh good footage though the 76 <laughs> was absolutely roaring trying to get this thing out and then we he we, we actually the Hilux in my Ranger we didn't go down we didn't go back down onto the beach after this, I don't reckon. It was just, like, we got stuck a couple of times further up, just having a crack at a few hills in, inland a little bit. But um, Jamo went back down onto the beach in his 76, and we had to find an alternative route to getting out of where we were because, so we were all in the car with him, just having a bit of a tear, and we couldn't get up the same hill we came down, Uh-oh. but nowhere near it. <sighs> and we started to think, like, because if you were, like, around that, like those headlands and that will be, they start to get a bit, like, a, a bit shallow, um, they get steep, the they, sand, so. they get windblown too. Yeah, so we we started to like, we just started to panic a little bit that we weren't actually going to get off the oh, his car off the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the power of the seventy six Jaden got him yeah. out on, there we go. on one of the one of the big open sort of, you know, those big open like um, basins that they almost have down at the beach. You know, oh, a few of those yeah, spread yeah. through Woolbinga. Yeah, yeah. We got out. We found one of those and got out that way, but. Um, Good fun day, but didn't need to happen. Yeah, well, must have felt pretty safe with the 76 there, mate. We did, mate. We did. <laughs> must have yes, felt very yes, safe. There we go. Um, cruises. Anyway, for the last, for the for the image we were talking about previously, the police car oh, came yeah. in from Sean Chadwick. So, Sean, if you uh, if you listen to this yeah, episode, mate, if you please. could send us in some more context on that, what that, yeah. what is going on there? Because that story. is a brilliant uh, brilliant image, yeah. mate. Let's revisit yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good yeah. one. Um, Anyway, uh, so we've got we've got two questions from the fire pit from a couple of our viewers. Um, we've got one from Ned Osborne, and he wants to know: Are all-wheel drives, such as the Subaru models, capable for four-wheel driving? I think we kind of answered that question earlier. Um, I would say, yeah, for most of the stuff, they are. Um, I've even featured one on the Modified Show, and yeah, more than capable. Uh, you do have to you know choose a track you don't always a lot of time there's a chicken track you can take so you can pretty much take those things anywhere but you're just limited on space really Um, if you're just out for a weekend I think you know drive what you have you know like that was a Corolla before yeah yeah like look look at that guy that's that's a prime example of of, uh, making work what you have yep yep if it's a viable option for if you've got a Forester and yeah. you want to you want to just have a crack at a few little things. I think you'd find that most places accommodate definitely for a forester. I'd say eighty percent Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've I do have um, when I was up in Shark Bay, you know the four drive tracks up um, up past there in the Shark Bay area. The Are you talking past? No, it's um it's towards in, Steep Point or yeah towards Steep Point. Yeah, but you know like you know how boggy and sandy they are was up there and a Subaru Forester flat out redlining was struggling to try and get through and these tourists were, were driving it. It, it. it made it, but at, at a high cost, yeah. I think. So definitely if you're driving a Subaru, I just think be careful. Yep. Um, you don't have a four-wheel drive. You do have a car that can do it, but just be careful with your tracks and yeah. stuff. You yep. will make yep. it on stump, yeah. on most stuff, but just, just be careful. You have limitations. Yeah. Yep. 
just yeah yeah i think that's a good point just be aware of your limitations up at uh seabird um here in wa the we're on this track and i had the had the whole family in the car this is in the hilux and we're driving through and then all of a sudden there's a subaru blocking our way because they're bogged he had all these kids and his wife out and they're all digging by hand putting branches underneath and and um we rocked up and then i went to help him out so i removed all the branches and stuff so nothing would damage the car winched him forward and then i said just just give it backwards just go out the way you came because it's still smooth but you just dug the holes here and um he le- left made his wife and kids walk all the way back i offered <laughs> them to stand on the side step but they didn't want to so he just banged it all the way back and he, <laughs> just, yeah. he he got out but i think he he got his ear so badly chewed off by his wife that he <laughs> i don't think he was ever going to go full driving again did he is, did he not stop to pick up his wife and kids because he just didn't want to lose the momentum and stuff like that he was only like half a k from the car park oh so he only right. just got in so he hadn't lowered his tires so um i was lowering the tires and stuff and telling him yeah, about right. that and then and then afterwards he he tried to offer me money for helping him and oh, I was yeah. like no 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 it's all good and then he got offended because I wouldn't take his money and then he threw it into my canopy and it was all tens and fives <laughs> so I was like oh well <laughs> you know <laughs> I'll get one of those what are those coffees you drink the hunt and brews or something like that oh the hunt and brews yeah yeah you'll be lost to fly those mate you'll be fine to fly oh, those mate, in the back of your car mate. yeah no, car, car sale sponsorship for you hunt and brew for me yeah there then we we're go. sorted we're right yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll work on it we'll work on it um, and our last question, Jay Bianchi09. I uh, hope I said that right. That He says, not much love for Tritons, uh, boys. Ooh. Why is that? Absolute beast of a car. Mate, you can't frighten a Triton. We were just talking about this before we got on air, not knowing this question was coming either. Like, this is perfect timing. I, have we, we, haven't, we haven't really... We haven't said anything negative about a Triton, mate. We just haven't got around a Triton. I don't think much. we've said anything negative. I just don't think. We just I mean, haven't no, given it much of a plug. We've out. kind of gone Rangers and 70 yeah, series yeah. and we're getting towards a Land Cruiser podcast. But yeah, there's. I have I, perhaps mentioned in the past that, that Tritons at some stage were prone to snapping when it had too much weight on the back. Um, but it's not the only vehicle to do that. Well, if you didn't um, say that, you've said it now. So. Well, I've said it again. <laughs> uh, look, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't mind Tritons. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, I've got nothing against them as well. I think there's some awesome ones around as well. And I I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but I think they're because there might be just that little bit cheaper than a Hilux or Ranger. And it's not that many of them. And and there's not many. I think that you see some really cool like modifications on Tritons because I think there's still a lot offered by the big yeah. manufacturers for Tritons. Definitely. Um, and you can, you can maybe play a little bit more. You might spend the same amount as you do for a Hilux or Ranger across the, the whole project. But you can actually afford a little bit more on the, you, on gotta, the extras. You can afford the mods yeah. sooner. So I think I've seen some really cool Tritons getting around. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I've seen and some I, really cool Tritons yeah. as well. I've featured a really cool Triton as well. Um, and I've actually seen one in Queensland that was a single cab. This thing was, was freaking awesome. Uh, it had like some ridiculous lift. I wish I had a photo of it right now, right here, so I could show you, but it, it was cool. It was like yeah. a silver single cab Triton and he'd just done this really cool cage and just had like real basic but it looked cool yeah and yep. it pretty much went anywhere i haven't heard much negative chat around the engine and stuff like that i don't know what sort nah, of i don't what the, they're rolling with but the only negative thing i could say about a triton is is the chassis snapping if, the, if yeah. it's overloaded but you know a um a, a hilux can do the same thing yep. um, well, navarra's some do as well when they're overloaded That's yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I mean, option, there's ways around that as well isn't there like you, yeah. just, you just prepare the car 
You just don't overload it. You can overload any car. Like I myself have overloaded my 79 early days and at one point it was weighing 4.2 tonne, still registered GVM was 3.3. So, you know, a lot of us have many, many, most people out there who build a killer vehicle that has not had the GVM upgrade that's been pit inspected, a lot of people have been there. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, that that's, the, that's uh, is that the Triton you're talking about? Yeah, now, yeah, right? yeah. That's yeah. So that's not the single cab one, but that's one that we featured a modified, and that that was pretty. That's really cool. That one. Yeah, that's a, that's a wicked looking car. Um, it's really well done. I think if any vehicles talked about negative, it's the Jeep. Ooh, and Jeeps are bloody capable, except for I just wouldn't take one across a remote desert track. Okay, it can be done, and I know someone who's done it. Uh, but just generally speaking, they're not really built for that kind of environment. However, you put it on like a gnarly track, it'll beat any other yeah. vehicle out there. Yeah. From stock as well, you know. They're ready to go. Yeah. My, Lauren, my partner, had a Jeep for a Wrangler for a while. We didn't do anything with it. It was just a daily driver, but it was like half sitting there like we ended up selling it, but it was also like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> we just got like a little bit of a sitting on a gold mine here with this Jeep but we yeah we didn't end up touching it we just got a little zippy car and said <laughs> spent too much on the Ranger <laughs> and Jeep, Jeep's I actually really yeah like my old man still got his and he's had it for 10 years yeah right he did lose the engine had to get it reboard um, and he also lost his muffler and his sway bar and his steering dampener all on the same trip <laughs> right that's it yeah, but it still made it home. That's that's what that's all that matters. <laughs> I think that's the um, that's pretty much it, Jaden, Ronnie, anything yeah. else. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll continue to touch on all of this stuff through. I'm sure it'll it'll come up again. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll cover this, but it's a pretty yeah, pretty uh, it's broad a, over, it's overview. It's a very broad overview, but I think I'd just like to say, um, whatever you have, you can make it work, and learn to use what you have before you set your sights on car sales and you buy something yep. um, learn what it is you actually want and don't just think about yourself think about your family yeah and your dogs and your dogs and your cat yeah you well one. if you travel with a cat that's <laughs> that's for sure all right that'll um that'll see us out as the uh southern river band get us out of here the four wheel drive podcast on instagram get across to us all episodes on back chat see you next time shelter time Toodaloo.